Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Hailing Frequencies Open. I am your host, Carrie, and with me today is David. Yeah. <laughs> today, we're going to be looking at the classic episode, um, what, little, what Are Little Girls Made Of? I use the term classic loosely. Yes, <laughs> I do, too. And said episode was directed by James Goldstone and written by Robert, I hope I'm saying this right, Bloch, B-L-O-C-H. Yep. Hopefully I said that right. (laughs) Oh, yes. Okay. So, David, first thoughts on this episode. This episode is very up and down. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. I kind of feel like this episode, they were going for like a Twilight Zone vibe almost, where they're like, I want to have horror elements to it, and I want to do some fun stuff too, and want to have like a twist at the end, and it kind it kind of works. Mm-hmm. Kind of. And I don't know if it works enough that makes it work as a whole. Well, I get what you're saying. I did kind of get the Twilight Zone vibes as well, but I do think that um, the guest actor in this episode, Michael Strong, who plays Dr. Roger Corby, I think he was in Twilight Zone a couple at least one episode he gave off that that vibe um so it was very it was very much like that but um so to begin this episode this is actually I found this out on IMDb that this is the one and only episode that revolves around Nurse Chapel well, I mean, she's such a fantastic, well-flushed-out character that giving her her own episode this early makes total sense because she's not a full-flushed-out character at this point. We know very little about her. She's only ever appeared in uh, The Naked Time. So far. And yeah. So far. And I think this led to confusion for me because none of the backstory from her this is in that Mm-mm. like none of it at all um it does kind of explain why she likes spock so much because he's a scientist and he's very scientific and he likes but it there just isn't it's the weird dichotomy like this should have aired first yeah uh yeah you mentioned that a lot of these episodes are out of order and and you can tell so you're like wait a minute okay shouldn't have this have been early on and then this should have been later and like things get mixed up so Rewatching these episodes, um, it's a little confusing um, at times with 
obviously the character development because we knew nothing about Nurse Chapel really, um, except she had like a huge crush on Spock. <laughs> right, which which makes it not make any sense. No, it doesn't make with sense. The out, with the outcome of this? This episode? No, yeah. Like, it almost is like, oh, she's getting Spock on the rebound. Yeah, so if she's you not, had played... If you had played this episode first and then the Naked Time episode, that would make sense. Right. Yeah. But, you know, it's a thing. And so, yeah, I, it's maybe talking about it and having a discussion with you about it will tip me more one way or the other. But, yeah, I'm, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I'm it's, kind of, it's fresh in my brain. I just watched it again today, so... <laughs> I'm picking up more things than I did when I watched it last week. Um, and I just wanted to see if you noticed those things too. So the beginning of I this do, episode. Yes. I do want to do a big shout out to actor yeah. Ted Cassidy, who played Ruck. Yes. Who you also I know as Lurch from Lurch. Family. The he's Adam so TV show, 1964. Right. He's so good, and he's so good in this. And, like, to me, he's probably one of the better characters in this as a whole. Um, because there's just more to it than anything else. Yeah. So. All right. Take us away. I will take thee away. So we're on the bridge, Captain Kirk, Nurse Chapel, Uhura's there, Spock is there, rando crew members in the background are there. Please note there's no Sulu in this episode because- No, there's not. Or Scotty. Or McCoy. That's, oh, that's right. There's no McCoy. There's no Scott. Yeah, it's it's weird. The episode's being all over the place. It's just weird. <laughs> so, okay, so we're on the bridge, and um, they are heading to a planet um, to find uh, Dr. Roger Corby, who is a it's the ice planet xo3 yes thank you the ice planet xo3 there is no humanoid life on this planet but um scans show that there are caverns deep within the planet so possibly the humanoids did go deep down into these caverns for survival or whatever have you um, so Nurse Chapel is apparently engaged to Roger Corby, but she hasn't seen him or heard from him in five years. And apparently she signed on to the Enterprise to find him, which makes me question several things like, does the Enterprise really have nothing better to do? then sail the stars looking for Dr. Corby. Right. This is our five-year mission to explore the galaxy to find Dr. Corby. 
It's not to find strange new worlds and new life. It's to find a guy who's been missing. Mm -hmm. Side note, I was reading today about this episode, like many probably here that we're going to review in the future. This one was rewritten. So there's a shocker. There's a shocker. So this one, this episode actually was not supposed to have anything to do with Nurse Chapel. So it was some other woman named Margot that hired the Enterprise to try and find him. But then I guess people didn't like that cut. And I think Jean rewrote it. And um, then it just became a Nurse Chapel episode. Which I'm fine with because I think it was sure. way better than whatever they were originally going to do. So five years, no contact with uh, Dr. Cork. But I still love him. But I still love him. I still love him. I would know if he's alive. <laughs> so they get toward the planet, and Uhura's hailing the planet, all frequencies, all channels. She's doing her thing. She's run through it like twice, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I still can't get through. And then going through the second time around boop, 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 boop. oh okay here he is and he gets uh he's like enterprise enterprise are you here and they're like yeah okay there he is yay he's alive which is very surprising because no one's heard from him for a very long time and one would automatically assume that he's dead i would i would i'd be like um no communication for five years he's still trying to to find him after five years i would assume he's dead and move on but um apparently dr corby has some very important scientific research that he's been doing and that he needs the enterprise and he needs kirk to come down by himself to the planet to see his um creations his work whatever it is Which uh, immediately makes me go do not go down there right spock got it he's like that is a very odd request very unusual it's like well no fucking duh spock captain this dude be tripping yeah so you <laughs> captain kirk is why we have the rules we do now for all the other shows because he should have died many, many times. Mm -hmm. The captain never goes anywhere by himself. Ever. But, and he shouldn't. And he shouldn't. No, he shouldn't. <laughs> oh, but it's Kirk. <sighs> so, Nurse Chapel hears uh, Roger, Cor Roger on the, the intercom and uh, immediately he's like Roger it's it's me it's Christine and he's like oh my god Christine I had no idea you were on the Enterprise but and he's like oh okay you and uh, Captain Kirk and you can come down to the planet just the two of you no one else why <laughs> oh why Roger why just the two of us Which we find out here in a second. 
We could make, make it, it if we tried just, just the two of us. Oh. All right, go on. So Kirk is totally fine with that. Christine obviously is fine with that. She just wants to get down to the planet to see him, see his face, to know that he's all right. And they get down to the beam down coordinates. Uh, Dr. Corby's not there, like he said he'd be. Which, of course, red flag to Kirk. That goes up. He immediately calls the ship and have them send down two security officers when Roger told him specifically not to send anybody else. But it's Kirk, so he doesn't listen to that, obviously. Uh, see, so he sends down two security officers. One, his name is Matthews. And I think the other one had a name, but I have completely forgotten. They don't matter. Right? Okay. Don't matter. It's fine. Even though he had lines. I'm not saying they don't matter because of your description of them. I'm saying based off of what happens in this story, no one cares about them because they literally don't matter. <laughs> They're red shirts, and we all know what happens to red shirts. They die. <laughs> yeah. They sure do. So they can't find Ro Roger and they don't know why he hasn't come to meet them like he said he would. So they start their descent down into the caverns with uh, Matthews, I believe it is, trailing behind. And they get like 10 steps and all of a sudden Matthews falls, quote unquote, off the cliff and down the precipice. Dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, you hear a scream, uh, they turn, uh, Chapel has, Major Barrett made some interesting acting decisions, um, mm -hmm. and, uh, Kirk just, like, grabs hold of her, and it's a whole thing, and I'm like, Ar I mean, she looks like she's about to fall, and she's nowhere near the edge. Like, Neither was Matthews. Like, I'm gonna die. And it's like, no, you're not. You're literally like a foot back from the edge. Right. Like you're so far back. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, and I forgot to mention that they um they come to like a little clearing and someone's there and she's christine she just calls out roger's name but it's not roger it's his assistant uh dr dr brown, dr. brown. yep mm, i'm gonna take a drink my drink Which she immediately recognizes immediately and, but he for whatever reason at least initially has no idea who she is correct so we're at Which, red flag number 27 at this point. Two. And body count, one. That's right. The death count is back for this the episode. Death count. Uh, death count, we are officially at one this episode so far. We're oh, doing wait. good. Wait, I must backtrack because we are at actually two because the second officer. No, we do. Did that we happen do. right then? So okay. when the first, when Matthews fell, 
to his death. You get this brief um, cut. Yes, fell. This brief little scene where it cuts to uh, Ted Cassidy's character. And then he slinks off up the corridor. You're like, oh, who is that? And then Kirk calls to the other uh, security officer to tell him to send more people down. But um, I'm not risking enough people's lives down here. Please send more people. (laughs) Please send more people. Because that's logical. So Rook uh, kills the other guy. But I guess I, I very, believe just like snaps his neck or smothered. I mean, he it him looks like he hand. just hugged him from behind around he his face. He his face with like one hand. I'm like, wow, God, that guy is massive. Yeah, it looked like a behind the back hug where he just put his hand over his face and and then the dude just fell on the ground. I was like, I didn't know that could kill you. I'm very concerned now about... <laughs> Careful with the bear hugs, people. So body count two. Yay, we're up to two. We're doing good. Doing good so far. (laughs) Fast forward. They found Dr. Brown. He was very unconcerned about Matthew's death. Yeah, he was. (laughs) Yeah, he was. And then Kirk keeps looking down the precipice. And it was so funny because Brown was like... I assure you, he's dead. Can we go now? I would assume, listen, if I'm Kirk, I would just assume that he's dead because it's far. Mm-hmm. He insinuated that it was bottomless. So he's just going to fall forever. He does insinuate that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he insinuates that it's bottomless, which is another odd statement with what we find with what we find out later because if it's bottomless then you would see space yeah you see something because it's a planet it's like there's got to be a bottom eventually in theory in theory well yeah i'm not a scientist i'm not a scientist but (laughs) anytime we say anything scientific that's ridiculous we should be like we're not scientists but (laughs) but if we were (laughs) oh boy <laughs> oh, finally, they get down to, I just call it the lair, because that's what it looks Good like. Enough. <laughs> I mean, it's I don't know what else to call it. And they, find, they finally find Dr. Corby uh, and um, other, what they thought were other people. So, like, another woman. Andrea. Yes, Andrea, played by Sherry Jackson. Who immediately, reinforcing the stereotype that you can never have two women in a room at the same time without them hating each other, Nurse Ah. Chapel immediately hates her. Immediately. The look on her face, she staggers at at Roger. She's like, what's, who's that? Roger, it's a girl. He, she's not mad at Roger. She is mad at Andrea for existing. Well, yes. Because she's young. She looks younger and she's prettier and that outfit. Maybe it's because Andrea is wearing a dress that appears to be made out of three strips of cloth. <laughs> it, it was a pantsuit or jumpsuit or whatever you 
they were called in the 60s. So she's wearing pants, but she's got the V. It's, it's, listen, there's no like under boob or side boob or anything. Everything's covered, but her middle of her chest is completely visible as is her entire sides. And I'm just like, wouldn't you be cold? I would. Well, like, I don't care. Wear what you want. Like, whatever you're comfortable with, you do you. But Mm -hmm. you are underground. Mm -hmm. And there's no indication of a heating system anywhere. So wouldn't it naturally just be cold? Um, I would think so. But this is a fictitious planet. And it's an, like you said, it's an ice planet on top. But underneath, it's going to be cold anyway. But if you are getting closer to the core of the planet, the core is supposed to be warm. There's no way they're that far down. No, I I know. There's no way they're that far (laughs) down. They die. (laughs) Again, not a scientist or a geologist. (laughs) Fun fact is. (laughs) I'm not a scientist, but if I were, I I would. (laughs) (laughs) The more you know. Anyway, go Um, back to the beginning. It is reinforcing the stereotype badly that women in with more than groups with more than one woman in them, those women will automatically hate each other, Mm -hmm. or one will automatically hate the other. They may not hate each other, but one of them will always hate the other. I have always thought this. Mm-hmm. This stereotype is fucking stupid. But it's a true stereotype. You're not wrong. Is it? Yeah. Uh, okay, girl. <laughs> not, every time, not every time I would go out to the clubs and whatever with friends, there would always be someone like way prettier than you or better dancer or whatever and it's not I don't think it's like legit hate it's just jealousy okay she's reinforcing the stereotype that you see on tv of balls to the wall hatred because mm-hmm. oh, this isn't yeah. she's jealous of her this is I hate you this yes this particular um scenario that's playing out there is a lot of hate coming from Nurse Chapel toward um, Andrea. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, these thi- I mean, these things happen in real life as well. Right. <laughs> but for this, this little scenario here, um, you can, it's, she doesn't even try to cover it up, her, her hatred. <laughs> she doesn't. At one point, no. she calls her. Um, she calls her a geisha, which I have all sorts of problems with that because yeah. I'm like, uh, one, no, no, two, two, no, <laughs> like wrong, wrong, Three, wrong racist? terminology. Yeah, right, yeah. racist. <laughs> wrong terminology. Pretty racist. Um. Can we just go with floozy? <laughs> Let's I mean, just you go don't with even that. know that. Like, we don't even you know that. You get to know her to know who she is. You just immediately are like, I hate you and I want you to die. Mm-hmm. It's like, what, what have you 
And because she doesn't well, know, it's been five you, years. You? Yeah, it's been five years since she's seen Roger, so she has no idea what he's doing anymore. And um, right. being engaged for five years and not even speaking to each other, you're like, are you still? I don't know, holding a candle to him after all this? Like, because I would, wouldn't. <laughs> I would have been like, there are other men that are alive. There are another, if you're only into men, there are, if you're into other people, there are other people that are alive. What do I have to wait for him for? Yeah. I, I mean, sorry, after about like two weeks of no communication, I'd be like, okay, fine, he's ghosting me. I guess. I guess he hates me. Marriage off. That's what I thought, too. I was just like, this is the ultimate ghosting because, yeah. you know, five years, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't back in, the, back in the day, like the story of Odysseus who went to war with Troy and then got knocked off course forever in a day and was like, I think it was like 10 years before. No, it was like 20 years before he got back to Penelope. I get waiting for him in that scenario because they don't have instant message. They don't have, like, there's all sorts of different things and, you know, stuff happening. The carrier pigeon gets tired. I just don't want to fly anymore. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I just, I thought it was stupid to Mm -hmm. try and sow that dissent when there was really no reason for it. Yeah. Not because there right literally up. is no story reason for her to hate her. Mm-mm. It just like, adds to the dramatic effect, I think. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you have to have a protagonist. I don't think you do. Depends on what kind of story you're trying to tell. So, okay. So we have found Corby, Brown, Andrea, Kirk, and Chapel are all in the same room. And uh, Dr. Corby is trying to explain to Kirk um, his new research. And for some reason, oh, he didn't, oh, God, what, crap, what happened next? Mm-hmm. Fights break out, I know that. And think so, at this point, with Brown, he explains, they're explaining that he found ancient technology from the extinct race of that planet, which can create androids. Ah, oh, yes. Then he brings out, um, then he is trying to explain to Kirk all of this stuff. Kirk insists they have to go back to the Enterprise. Brown pulls a phaser. Mm-hmm. Kirk shoots him, finds out Brown is an android. Yeah. Um, so that took people by surprise. Um, didn't Rook, however, he didn't Rook come in that, and uh, throw Kirk around? Yeah, after that. So after he shot Brown, Ruck came in and I use the term throw Kirk around lightly. He 
pushed him. Um, <laughs> um, pushed him up very So bad. he comes in. Um, there's a whole thing. Um, it's also revealed in this that Ruck killed the security officers, which Kirk takes remarkably well. Like, he does. I really believe at this point that Kirk doesn't give a fuck about his crew, really. Um, also, with the death of Brown, technically, our death count for this episode is now three. Yeah. Um, anyway, so... Corby so we then find essentially out. places Kirk under under house arrest, I would say. Yes, because Kirby is she can do whatever she wants, but yes, she can do whatever she wants. She, they find out that they only obey Kirby's orders, but he has also given permission for Nurse Chapel to give orders to Rook? Well, he he did it to everybody, because remember, Andrea later does what mm -hmm. she's told. Yeah, so they're so, all, the androids are doing what they're supposed to be told. Um, and they've been there um, for hundreds of years, I believe. So whoever had lived on the planet, the, the humanoids that actually lived on the planet, as they refer to them as the old ones, mm -hmm. um, no idea what exactly happened to them. I don't know if it was an android uprising and they killed them all. Well, they, they mentioned that later. Did they? They do talk about this later. So at this point... Very briefly. They say... At this point, Corby proceeds to make a duplicate of Kirk because he's trying to prove that this technology is the future. Mm -hmm. We uh, should have them everywhere. So you get a weird where there's a styrofoam green body yeah. on one half of a merry-go-round. <laughs> and then they spin it. Now, uh -huh. Kirk just starts chanting, no Spock, you stupid half-breed. Yeah, something along those lines. And it just keeps spinning. It doesn't really go faster. It just keeps spinning. Mm -hmm. um, at this point, uh, the... Android Kirk is now there. The real Kirk is now there. Um, there is then an interesting conversation because at that point they cut away um, to Nurse Chapel, who's eating dinner, or Andrea's brought her food. Mm -hmm. uh, Kirk comes in. Uh, they start having a conversation about would she ever turn on Dr. Corby if he ordered her to? Would he ever, would she ever, you know, and she says, don't make me choose and don't do any of this. And then she says, oh, you should eat something you haven't eaten since we got here. And Kirk delivers probably the line of the episode where he goes, androids don't eat. Um, I think that's a great, it's a great, um, it's a great line. 
-hmm. It achieves the effects that you want it to. It's not too cheesy, and it was presented with the seriousness that I felt it needed. Yeah, because they could have gone full cheese on this, uh, on that line. That would have been terrible. It would have been terrible. And I find this episode is um, the catalyst episode for what we see in future Star Trek episodes regarding androids and their creation and who should get credit, you know, for creating them. Or if they spontaneously create themselves somehow or I don't know but this is a good catalyst episode for the future of Star Trek too so at this point uh, he sends the android Kirk to the Enterprise which during all of this the only thing we've really seen from the Enterprise is Spock's concern about the fact that they really haven't heard from him Right. They haven't called back in over 20 minutes. Right. Um, so Kirk gets there. He um, tells them that they're just going to leave. And mm -hmm. Spock is weirded out by this. Um, so. Follows him to his quarters. Yeah, follows him to his quarters. It's a whole thing. Um, Kirk then insults. Spock. Yep. Um, Calls point, him a half-breed again. Yep, Nimoy starts picking up with his acting about that. Um, meanwhile, Ruck is guarding the real Kirk, who is no longer wearing his uh, felt uniform. Uh, they have a very interesting conversation about how Kirk figures out that the fight between the old ones made the androids too perfect. Yes. And then the androids led to the demise of the civilization because the androids basically killed the old ones. Mm -hmm. Ruck, finally remembering all this, realizes that Corby is a threat because Corby brought Kirk and Chapel down there. So this is his fault. Mm -hmm. um, Corby enters, Ruck attacks him essentially. Uh, Corby kills him with a phaser. Just um, I've got to say this right now, at least right now, the series one phasers that they have that are the little tiny things that disappear. Yeah. Yeah, that looks uh, like little, little tiny bobs. things that fit in your hands. They're smaller mm -hmm. than your cell phone. I, yeah, no. Mm -mm. I don't I think that would. <laughs> I don't think it would do that level of damage. Um, afterwards, he then fights Kirk because why wouldn't he? Um, Kirk manages to rip the skin off of Corby's hand, revealing that Corby's an android. <gasps> oh no! Oh, and this is when we finally find out what really happened to the real Corby. He was dying of frostbite. He was. His, apparently his legs were gone. Uh, Transferred was, his mind to an android body. Yes. He then spends a good while begging Chapel to believe that he's still the same person. Yes, he does. However, Chapel immediately is no longer interested. Mm -hmm. 
Because she knows now. She waited five years, and once she finds out he's an asteroid, she's just like, yeah, no. It's like his consciousness and soul, if you want to call it a soul, may be in this um, android brain, but there there comes a point where he believes he is Roger Corby, and then he doubts it. And he's like, no, I am. Andrea, meanwhile... Andrea. <laughs> she has also had a conversation with Kirk where Kirk kisses her because why wouldn't he? Um, yep. And essentially creates in her feelings or acknowledgement, yeah. I would say, of feelings. Uh, she doesn't have feelings for him. No, she, no. She is getting feelings I think but she has no idea how to process it mm-hmm. so she has no idea what's happening and she, no no so idea she, very concerned she appears after Corby's big monologue that he's still the same man and she asks Corby to kiss her and he tries not to and says that you're not programmed for that and that's right. not you're not programmed um, for love and then, in despair, Corby fires Andrea's phaser um, at both of them and destroyed them. Yep. So Vaporized now Chapel and Kirk are now alone on an ice planet. So, you know. Um, so body count at, six. <laughs> yep, we're up to six. You know, we're, we're doing good. Um, what is it? Four androids and two people? Mm-hmm. So, uh, the security officers, the two security officers, Brown, Andrea, Andrea Rook, Rook, and Roger. So we're at seven because uh, Kirk's android. Oh, and Kirk's android. Yes, seven. We're at seven. We are so at seven. Seven people are dead. Five androids and two people. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, much like. Um, America in Great Wars, uh, Spock arrives right after the major events to save the day. Yay! Um, but he finds that the crisis is over. You know, you know. know. Um, he came in like all phasers blazing. He's like, I'm here, Captain. Oh, it's okay. We Kirk, took care of it already. Kirk, with another great line, says, because Spock wants to know where he is, says, Dr. Corby was never here. Um, and at this point, Dr. Uh, Nurse Chapel decides she's just going to hang out on the Enterprise because apparently her position was only temporary. Um, yeah. Come okay. to find that out. And then they're off for future adventures. Um, yeah. And that's your that's- uh, very abridged version of that story. Yep. And that's that episode. And now we have Nurse Chapel forever. Oh, good. I'm really <laughs> excited about a character that I'm pretty certain no longer really has any character growing moments after this. I think there's moments, but um, I'm trying to remember. I don't. She she's in it. You know, she they they pepper her in to a lot of episodes because I mean you got to have at a nurse, right? Future, at least in future Star Trek series, um, some of the nurses that they did have mm-hmm. actually developed characters. Yes. Like in TNG, Nurse Ogawa. Had oh, yes. I love Nurse Ogawa. Um, 
you know, it, so there's definitely room for for this. So I'll be interested to see where she goes. Uh, I don't know how much she's going to build up or what she's going to do, but um, yeah, she's she's on the ship. She's forever. on the show. She's on it. Sure. Uh, final thoughts. <sighs> I still think that this, I think this hits better than the last week's episode for me. Um, the performances are very good. Like, I think that the performance of Corby, um, Ruck are particularly stand out. Um, I don't care about Nurse Chapel. Like, I'm not, like, I don't care. Um, mainly because they haven't given me a reason to. Mm -hmm. At this point, what what reason do I have to care about what this character is going through? Well, I see that. Um, it would have been nice for more character development for her. Right. And I feel like that is something that I'm going to run into on this series a lot. Because as I mm -hmm. mentioned in an earlier episode, it really only seems like they care about Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. Yeah. I think so, back then they had like this idea of like a golden trio. Just which like, is what it is which is yeah it's very much what it is it's always kirk spock and mccoy and at like every landing party except um, this one apparently except McCoy's this one. not even in this episode <laughs> he's not no he's he's off doing a biopsy somewhere for three weeks biopsy lab time <laughs> let's go i'll see you all in three weeks <laughs> um but anyway, so I, I think with the performances of Andrea, for Andrea, Corby, and Ruck, um, Kirk, I don't really, I didn't really think he had, like, Shatner had much to do, except be William, William Shatner, which is fine. Um, Majel Barrett. I don't really care for her in this role so far, um, which, you know, I, it's probably just how this role's written because I like her in other things that she does down the line, but yeah. this, this role just doesn't work for me. Um, so I'd give this probably a seven. Okay, well, that's pretty generous. Seven and a half if I'm feeling generous. Um, the story's stupid. <laughs> The story is good. Um, okay. And I think it would have worked a lot better if I cared about Nurse Chapel. Mm -hmm. So that's my final opinion on that. Is it's I'm going to go with a seven and just say it's its failings are I just don't care about Nurse Chapel enough to know why this woman has been longing for this man for five years and you know, all that other, and especially with having seen her before, I'm now confused, because I'm like, wait, mm -hmm. what? Um, yeah. You were just on the Enterprise waiting for the off chance that you find this person? You're weird. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get it, you know, love is love, and I understand that, but after five, five years, years is a long time. Five years of not knowing if he's alive or dead. Mm -hmm. uh, well, 
Final thoughts for me. Let's see. Um, overall grade that I think I would give this episode. Uh, probably, I would probably give it a seven and a half. I, I like Nurse Chapel. I just wish that they did more with her, um, you know, character development in, in the next few seasons. Because that would have been nice. And, and if they had um, switched the episodes around, so if they had done this episode first and then the Naked Time episode, I think it would have made a little more sense. Um, I, um, this episode for me was, was kind of kooky. It was funny in little bits. And it did, um, did have that um, feel of like a Twilight Zone episode, mm -hmm. which is fine because I like tw Twilight Zone from back right. in the day. Um, and what's interesting to me, and I, I love this about the writers um, of Star Trek, where they will pick up on things like this from the past and be like, okay, we have this little idea here. Now we can run with it. So the androids. It's like this is like the only mention of androids, I believe, in the original series. But nowadays from TNG on to Picard now, we have a whole diverse um, culture of androids now. Right. Which I think is amazing that they probably took from this episode and they're like we're gonna run with it now right i like that part um for sure yeah other stuff um i could have done without the android love scenes which weren't really love scenes they were more like confused um trying to figure out your puberty kind of thing. They're teenagers. Yeah, they're basically acting like uh, prepubescent teenagers. They're like, we're like, not supposed to have emotions, but now all of a sudden we're getting them? What? Like, I've never really experienced love and emotion before, so I don't really know what my reaction is supposed to be. Um, and that would be an interesting take again if they fleshed it out more right which is what like, a lot of these episodes kind of need it's like i i watch it and i'm like give me more i need a little more come on yeah it's like and then i don't get it you know you, no. like <laughs> you know you want to you know you want to give me oh you don't want to give me all right well i don't care about this happening right now just an fyi yeah those are my final thoughts well what episode may join and you join us next time for daily frequencies open what is the next episode Mir, I think it's called Miri. I think it's pronounced that way, but it sounds like they say Mary in the episode. M-I-R-I. -I. <laughs> right. Um, it's another 
already it is another alternate timeline almost earth episode mm -hmm. so, oh it's it's a good ep it's a favorite uh it's a disease episode <laughs> i love my disease episodes <laughs> it, yeah i think next week's conversation is going to be very different because i have a feeling that you and i have very different opinions on this episode <laughs> um, oh yes we do <laughs> but um yeah, no, so join us next time when we go and talk about the episode Miri. Until then, have a great rest of your day and keep your hailing frequencies open.